This is a Salt Hill Media Originals podcast. Hello, welcome to the Galway podcast. This is Fender Jackson. Well, we're definitely in the area of Galway International Arts Festival. You can see their posters everywhere and there's a lot of activity happening. People maybe have come here because of the festival itself. So, yep, bringing in a lot of tourists. You'll hear on my episode two with Jim O'Higgin, him talking about the birth of this festival. Ollie Jennings got up of his butt and thought it'd be good to put on some shows and sell tickets. That's exactly what he did. And the Galway International Arts Festival is a far cry from that because of hard effort from Ollie and his teams throughout the years and decades. My who, Ollie Jennings. I've said this before, but my father has complained that there's only one festival in Galway. It starts on the 1st of January and finishes on the 31st of December. There's another festival in town. It's called Er Immel, and it's the brainchild of Chris Dignam. Chris maybe has the same traits as Ollie Jennings had. He saw an opportunity to give young artists and musicians a platform. So yeah, he got up of his butt and put on this festival. He started it last year, and this is the second year now. Superheroes come in all forms and sizes. And I'm convinced that there's a superhero in Ollie Jennings, and there's a superhero in Chris Dignam. They're the people who we should really be looking up to and supporting as much as we can. Because they're the people who are out to change their community, to make your environment a better place, to make Galway a better place, to make the world a better place. So we can all have a smile on our face. Together, one human race. Oh, good Lord, I better stop talking. I might break into a song. Band, wrap it up. This is the Galway Podcast. Hello, who are you and what do you do? Uh, my name is Chris Dignan, I'm a sound engineer and I'm kind of running this Erimel Festival in Galway. So it's because of the Erimel Festival in Galway that I wanted to talk to you today. So do you want to talk a bit about um, where we're at in terms of its development and um, and its programme? Um, well, right now we're on day 12 of 18, so um, we're kind of in the home stretch now. But um, yeah, it's kind of like the second year of it. So like last year, um, I just was doing loads of gigs for bands and stuff, and there was loads of new, new young bands after coming out after the lockdowns and all that kind of crack. And um, I was just blown away by the quality of music and stuff, really. So I just decided we could get all these people put on a big long festival, and we did. So. What was your motivation to do this? Just, uh, there's a lot of um, bands and good talent and stuff in Galway that, like, they don't really get... They're all starting out, they need a kind of a... kind of a maybe... 
they're not getting the platform on say on the International Arts Festival or something that's a bit more um, the acts are kind of bigger more established and this kind of crack so just kind of young acts and young talented people that are here anyway just showcase them really like I I noticed it was the Galway International Arts Festival there's no way of identifying very fast um, Galway acts and I, w I suggested to them maybe they could click on a button or put a tag on there on the website and you know just to, because if somebody comes from Puerto Rico and they see a band from Mexico or yeah. whatever or Italy or you know they could see it anywhere whereas this is an opportunity to see local homegrown acts yeah so was that all going through your mind whenever you were setting it up as well um yeah well I suppose it was it was all very last minute really when we decided to do it. it kind of started after St. Patrick's Day last year and we decided right do this festival like I have all the equipment and doing this the whole time anyway so it's like right sure I could just do it organize a festival and drag it together to the last minute and we did like so it's like it's a lot of um, very few kind of venues say in Galway where you have the say a new band starting out might have the chance to to do um, to do a set or to kind of play and stuff like but um, it's kind of just creating the space for that kind of like last year as well like I'd say probably 90% of all the music and stuff was original like wow. you know and we have the same this year like you know it's all young bands singing their songs writing their music and getting crowds like you know they're they have a down man the people love them mm -hmm. you know so it's a, a a criticism i've heard of galway of late um is that it's got this reputation for being the arts capital of ireland but in terms of actually platforms for local artists it, it actually suffers somewhat do you want to say anything about that well, or, i mean the thing is i don't know if this is accurate this is what i've heard from different people and I, I and i would encourage anybody listening to if this is not correct please get in touch with me and tell me where where the people can showcase their their art whether it's uh, fine art or video or music or dance or whatever so what what, what do you want to say about any of that it's kind of uh yeah, it's kind of a bit of a weird one. Like, you see, you have... It is sold nearly as an art capital, and there are a lot of artists and stuff here and that, but um, it's also very tourist-driven as well. So, like, a lot of the places that would have bands and stuff would be kind of more geared towards that than promoting kind of say original or new original music oh, there are there are places in town like you know that have gigs like the Russian always puts on there's like bands playing there Monroe's do bands and stuff as well but then they also do their bigger acts like um, and then there's people there's lots of lots of people organising their own gigs and stuff as well and um, just booking a pub or booking a venue here like we're in Arson Gale now and for yeah since Covid really that there've been just bands booking in here looking to do um looking to have gigs and stuff. So there's a whole like 
There's a lot of different kind of groups of friends, I suppose, like, you know, and they're working together, putting on their own gig, and then another group would be putting on another gig and stuff. But then I end up probably doing sound for most of them. <laughs> so, so it's very much working from the ground up. It's happening yeah, at a grassroots yeah, level. Very much, very much, yeah. It's, um, and it's all, like, most of the bands there that played last year and this year, I'd say, um, were from... Uh, I had played here previously, like, you know, throughout the year, and then it's like, ah, these guys are good. Yeah. Get yeah. them in. But then also, it's like, with it being so long... Um, of, uh, 18 days. 18 days this year. Like it was 17 last year, and we said we'll try 18 this year. <laughs> Don't know how good of an idea that was, but like, um, no, it's great. Like, because we have, um, like, like that people who are organising their own gigs anyway. I got them to do like a day of the festival each. So like, there's like at the weekend here we had Trenchtown from Electric Picnic. So they did um, the whole weekend. Uh, last weekend there was a basement project and they were like techno and DJs and stuff. Um, on the cruise uh, there was what do you call it, Telebox was a band. They had a place packed out here last Monday.
telly box was a band they had a place packed out here last Monday on a Monday afternoon this yard was full like you know um, so it's like kind of their book some of the some of the nights a lot of the nights really um, I'm just giving the people the day and then they do the they do the lineup and stuff and then we organise the sound and the lights and the venue and stuff so it's kind of yeah it's all working together it's kind of I was, I was telling you last night about Glastonbury, there's the Avalon Field, and the Avalon Field is almost like a local, well it used to be whenever I used to go to Glastonbury, uh, local acts. So you had the big Glastonbury permanent stage and all the rest, the acoustic stage and um, the world stage and jazz, whatever it was called, at whatever era you went to it then. But um, you had the Avalon Field, which was the quirky, weird stuff, and it was more homegrown and stuff. So it's interesting that this, is all happening during the Galway Arts International. I keep having to say the International Arts Festival because it, it is yeah, international, um, more in homegrown. So tell me about your choice of timing. Was this, um, was there an element of competition or was there an element of um, support? Yeah, it's like, a, not a competition anyway, because like there's no, well, there is no competition really. Like they have, they are the well established. Well, uh, yeah, they've been yeah. going for like for years and years, like you know, yeah. as the arts festival and stuff. But um, yeah, there's no like it's not a competition thing. It's just that like you know, at this time of the year, like people come to Galway for the arts and stuff, and for music and for all kinds of different things, um, because they know the arts festival is on. And then there's like lots of smaller places that aren't really a part of that that still have good things to offer like you know mm-hmm. so um yeah i wouldn't say it wouldn't be competition like, you know? yeah well i i'm, I'm being devil's advocate yeah. in many ways there because i am um, i i do think there's uh plenty of room in galway for everything to be housed you know so tell me we're in arsnagale and anish august uh, what is going on here today for example well, today we've just had a new art exhibition open, uh, Mother Makers, they're called as the group, and that's going to be going on until next weekend. I've walked into the art exhibition and I'm joined with... Uh, Nathan. And? Avine. Nevine. Avine. Avine. And um, is there a reason why you came here today? Well, I live in Salt Hill, so uh, I come here every year towards throughout the exhibitions, like, and... Uh, now um, I just heard off Dad that uh, the one in Iris Nagel here was very good, so I went down and now we're here. <laughs> so you're not here for a particular artist? Uh, no, we're just here to have a look about and see all the exhibitions really, yeah. yeah. Good on you, good on you. You know this is not part of the International Arts Festival, you know that? Oh, is it not? Okay. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> well, this is, this is like a side um, arts festival, it's called Er Immel, oh, yeah, and yeah. Um, it's, it's supporting local artists Whereas Galway International Arts Festival, it has got Galwegian art artists, but the emphasis is, as per the title, the international. Yeah. I'm guessing. I'm still working inside. I haven't talked to them yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, we're here. Do, do you want to talk about some of these things that you see? Uh, Supermax one jumps out yeah, straight away. Uh, it's so very describe cool. what you describe what you see. This is great for perfect for a podcast. You know, um, we're at an art exhibition. So what do you see? Right, well, I'm no art expert, but uh, I do say I think it is cool. Like, just I only kind of noticed it when I was coming up. I think it's cool how there's like very few colors, but there's really strong red, orange, and blue, and then just the white 
and like that's literally it and it does a really good detailed job in kind of getting everything together in it like yeah you went into detail more than I was uh, I, I wasn't I wasn't even I was seeing something else so even what, what are you seeing I really don't know. Um, just how the lady is actually like a cast. <laughs> That's what just stood out to me. <laughs> That's the same as me. So I wasn't even seeing the colours. I was just yeah. seeing the lady as a cat. Yeah. <laughs> I was no expert, no. Yeah. Well, here, um, Donald, I'm, I'm going to give you five minutes to walk around. And then yeah. you're going to pick out your favourite paint and we're going to talk about that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no pressure. Yeah, no pressure. <laughs> There's a modular synthesis workshop going on inside there now. I've just get crashed this modular synth workshop with Donica Walsh, August Kieran Machenforge, August Misha Egest. Um, so, do you want to land a ride? Do you want to give it a go and see what's happening here? What are you talking about? Okay, run your mate on kick drum, Inish. Uh, big, big, fat, juicy, fat kick drum. <laughs> so we're just kind of showing people it i suppose for a podcast it's a bit hard to explain here because it's quite a visual bit of software that we're we're using but it's like modular synths so you plug one thing into the other it's like the telephone exchange with loads of wires and bleeping lights but we're we're just uh, what are we going to do so we have an oscillator we're going to connect it to our vca this is going to be loud Okay, we have a little noise. Then we're going to take a 4-4 pattern and connect it to the amplifier. This is hardcore geek stuff. <laughs> hardcore geek stuff, yeah, totally. Inside so, on a sunny day. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> So we've got our little beat. So that beat, beat, beat. that that pitch is going constantly, and it's yeah. a gate effect that's letting the oh. So is it a noise gate? Every time they hear the kick drum, the the gate opens. Is that what's happening here? It, exactly. I have an envelope controlling it, so uh, I can make it longer or shorter. Right. Ah. Uh, and I'm going to take another envelope. Are we hearing the kick drum as well as the, as well as the synth? That pitch. So all we're actually hearing is that an oscillator. Yeah, oscillator, just a constant sound wave. Yeah. Right. And then we're putting it through an amplifier. Yeah. And opening and closing the amplifier yeah. with the sequencer we have here, which is giving me 4-4. Four, four. Yeah. Now I'm going to take another envelope and start to change the pitch. Mm -hmm. Wow. This is pure geekery and I love it. And we can start to make a big, big fat juicy kick drum. And you can, you know, choose the amount of decay and tweak the ranges of everything perfectly into place. Yeah. 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 And have automatic systems that control it and modulate it and change everything around, you yeah. know, make a sort of living, breathing organism of synthesizers uh -huh. out of stuff, you know. This technology hasn't grown much in the last 50 years, it'd be fair to say. It's just been computerized, is that right? Yeah, everything this is doing is 
replicating stuff that was done and done with stuff in the 60s, people like Robert Moog and John Buchla and all this mm. sort of stuff that were playing with electronic circuits in the 60s. But I suppose it'll cost you, like, if you want to go out and buy all this stuff physically, you'll need to remortgage your house, <laughs> yeah. you know, and t- t- all this, this stuff costs a fortune now. So it's, this is quite useful software, VCV Rack, mm-hmm. which is just emulating all of these old synthesis ideas. A lot of it got kind of lost as well. It kind of changed in the 80s and 90s and digital things took over and stuff. Mm. So, But it's making a comeback. Yeah, I suppose, yeah, it is, yeah, there's, yeah, Eurorack mm. is the thing. There was a, a guy called Dieter Dopfer in the 90s in Germany who took old server rack things, old equipment that was hanging around, and he took the power supplies and the general format of it and um, built loads of synthesizers, built on that, and mm. then open-sourced his ideas of it which let other people start producing it and it became a big scene mm. in the late 90s, early 2000s and there's a huge industry of people making all these physical modules, mm. you know. But then this software has been around for a few years where he's kind of just perfectly replicated everything it's doing mm. but in free software. So it's, wow. it's quite handy, you know. Free software is always handy. Yeah, yeah, it's deadly. <laughs> Instead of having to save up another, if I need another oscillator, I don't mm. have to save up 300 euros. I can just go control D, yeah. duplicate. Oh, there's another oscillator. Great. You know, so it's pretty handy. Yeah, yeah. Um, probably not exactly the same then as having the real thing because well, you're, yeah. you're not, lim- limitations are quite useful in yeah, musical creativity, you have to get the most out of what you have. the thing you have, and that's like, why you know, in many a ways, laptop is a thing that everyone has, mm. and you can make the most out of it. Brian Eno has talked in the past about having too many options, and that's where the beauty of working mm. in early of um, Roxy Music or I'm thinking about the Beatles, you know, Revolver, Rubber Soul, oh, was yeah. that they had to work yeah. with the, the technology Four tracks has. on the tape, yeah, there, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, lads, I'm taking up a lot of your time, so... Oh, sounds no bother. Go around me and my uncle, focus on the Oh, tough old road. There's a modular synthesis workshop going on inside there now um, until five o'clock, and then there is um, a band, kind of a band from Connemara called Trafodine that are playing this evening.
Do you miss a loved one that's passed on? Perhaps you miss their voice or their mannerisms. Perhaps you have questions that remain unanswered. Don't let that happen to your children or grandchildren. At Salt Hill Media, we can record your life story or that of a loved one for future generations. So when someone asks, hey, what was granny like? Or what was granddad like? You can point them to an interview and say, you tell me. We can tailor an interview to be as long or as short as you want it to be, all with professional recording equipment and post-production. You may think that your life is not worth documenting. Well, not according to your children or grandchildren. Record that life story before it's too late. Email salthillmedia at gmail.com or go to salthillmedia.com for more information. This is the Galway Podcast. So it's workshops as well as... Workshops and as well, yeah. We have an art workshop here tomorrow. There's like, it's, yeah, it's kind of a lot of... It's just a bit of everything, like, you know? Yeah, yeah. And where can people find out more information? Um, well, we don't have a website. But Instagram, I think, is the um, best place to get stuff, like, you yeah. know. Um, our website will be here for next year. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like Instagram and Facebook. Uh, the Facebook yeah. and stuff would be. I question the validity of websites anymore because you go to a website a lot of time, you know, whenever there's a band or something, but it's not being updated. You know, yeah. it, Facebook is built for this stuff and yeah. Instagram is built for this stuff. The problem with Facebook is I think you have to sign in to see the content, Instagram less so. So, I mean, I, I wouldn't be too bothered about um, a website if, you know, it's not a deal breaker for many yeah. people. You know, yeah. everybody's on these accounts anyway. Exactly, yeah, no, we've kind of managed so far without one, but still it'd be kind of... Be nice to have. Be nice to have, just, yeah, yeah. you know, maybe just something there. Like, even with uh, videos, maybe, and uh, photography, or photos and stuff from like last year and this year and stuff like uh, just keep that kind of updated so you can go back over it and see what was going on oh uh, yeah of course that'd yeah. be a, kind of more of an archive really than yeah well it could be your Instagram account as well yeah, yeah um, so we're in Arsnagil August uh, where else is it's in uh, the old 55 uh, up on Prospect Hill so we've had um, opposite TK Max. opposite <laughs> TK Max, yeah um, so we've had um gigs going on up there as well in the evenings and there's uh, comedy on there today and um, we have what we have uh, DJs tomorrow from 2 to 7 up there in the afternoon just uh, just for the crack like you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what other venues? Uh, well then we have a kind of an art trail going along so we have like pieces of art in different windows along the um around the town as well so we have a little flyer with a map on it that yeah. kind of shows it out so there's also comedy in the cellar um, the guys doing the comedy today are also doing it on Wednesdays in the cellar uh-huh. so uh, yeah it's kind of well we only had one last year now we have kind of two in a bit uh-huh. so we'll see next year we'll get a few more yeah it's brilliant it, Chris this reminds me of um, conversation I had with uh, Jim Jim O'Higgin hiya, I'm, hiya. And he was saying, he was saying basically, um, oh, we got another conversationalist on the spot here. You want to ask this lady something? No, no she doesn't. 
<laughs> Who's that? What's she do? That's Sue. That is my the love of my life, and uh, she's done. Uh, she's kind of looking after the visual art side of it and helping with lots and lots of things. Like yeah. too many, too many things to name. Like yeah. you know. But behind every successful man, there's a surprise woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know. I, it's funny, you, you remind me of a guy up in Drippertown in County Derry, and uh, he started this festival called Glasgowbury, and uh, it's a take on Glastonbury. Yeah. And um, it, it, he started off, just put a, a, a stage up in a field, and then it grew and grew and grew, and now it's a huge arts project. Yeah. And uh, it's a, a guy and his lady uh, are running it. Yeah. So he's... he's um, God, he's a visionary and she doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some relationship, maybe. We do different, different things. Like you know, I do. I look after all the um, equipment and the tech side of stuff, and a lot of bookings and all this. And then Sue has been doing a lot, of, a good bit of the administration and kind of that kind of side of it. That you don't have time to do when you're say last year like I did pretty much everything on my own uh-huh. um, like as, as regards mixing the bands and setting up and all this kind of crack and this year um, I was like I was also trying to do all the flyers and the promo stuff and it was too much like you know so mm. she um, has been really helpful with that now and mm, yeah, yeah. greatly yeah. So I was saying there, um, Ollie, Ollie Jennings was uh, the guy who started up the arts festival. I was talking to Jim O'Higgins, and he said that uh, this is how it started off. It was just this man started selling tickets for these small events, and it, it, it feels like uh, you know that's grown into this big thing that it is, you know, which is very successful. But it's uh, it's certainly a, a far far cry from what it started out as, yeah. and this feels more like it. Um, I'm just interested to see how, what happens in the coming years. Does this become a partnership, or you know, it's almost like a, this is a go- the local acts uh, is, is part of the Emil yeah. Festival, and then um, I don't know, maybe there could be some synergy there. Yeah, there could be. It's like it's not like I said before. It's not a competition thing, like you know, but like um, to have it, like say on the edge of the around the edges like you know it's kind of um it kind of yeah it can, it's, all, it's all art like you know and it's all yeah. it's the more the more people that are into it and the more work that we can make for people in art like with uh say for like say engineers sound engineers like lighting techs like um even uh, like bands and kind of all this stuff. Does it? It's kind of a part of it as well. Is kind of a work, kind of experience, kind of training, I suppose. Kind of part of it as well. So we have. Um, so last year it was myself doing most of it, and I had two that were kind of helping out, learning the ropes and stuff. So this year we have like there's like five, and it kind of just myself and like another four or five like that are um, here helping there's people that want to like work at this work get into the get into the thing but uh, you know where do you start like yeah you know, but if you do like an 18 day festival 
like nothing you do after that is going to be like your what's your electric picnic any of them are like three days and if you can do 18 days on the trash you'd be well fit for three days like you know yeah <laughs> so what have we got looking forward for the rest of the week what's the, what's the big things to look out for the bands that are playing like Jossel are playing on Wednesday I think the lads came, they played here last year but they moved to London or Manchester and they've come back to do a gig here. Band called Scuston that are from Dublin that are playing on um, Thursday night. Thursday night. Oh, we have the Golden Book Fest open mic on uh, Wednesday where you could win a prestigious Golden Bottle of Book Fest. Um, so that'll be on from like three to six and then we have bands inside that evening. Is that all Norris? All Norris, yeah. Um, Saturday is techno kind of DJs or Rasharish it's called I think that's sold out though uh, on Sunday we have a band another band from Dublin called the Spini Naharan that are playing on Sunday night and that's going to be the kind of final night um, but yeah it's going to be good there's going to be some great music here this week now like the it's hard to describe the buzz like the atmosphere that's around like you know everyone is just wants to help and wants to wants to make it happen like you know and just more people that are around doing that like just creates an atmosphere of like a good crack really basically like yeah it reminds me about the Avalon field and it reminds me of Glasgowbury again you know and um, I'll, I'll tell you about Glasgowbury actually mm. what he realised was there's a, there's a lot of suicides happening around in South Derry and he realised that um, this Paddy Glasgow he realised that um if you didn't hit a hurley bat or kick a ball, you know, there's not much for you to do yeah. around that part of the world. Yeah. So he, and, and I, I, I sort of w- was one of those kids, I, I missed the boat because um, it all happened after I grew up. However, um, it's a fantastic resource, you know, it, because it does give support for those young people who are, who haven't got an outlet for their art, yeah. you know, and yeah. this is, uh, this is inc- an incredible service you're providing, Chris, and um, you must be applauded. Thanks very much. It's just, <laughs> I just love gigs and listening to music and stuff. So it's like, it's, if you love what you're doing, you're not really working like, you know. Yeah, I said that last week to somebody else. I'm sorry for complimenting you and then sticking a microphone in your mouth. That's not very nice, is it? I know. <laughs> That's grand. That's uh, grand. Good on you, Chris. Thank okay, you. whatever it be, the bio. We might have I'm more. <laughs> okay, you've had some time to walk around. What do you like? What do you see? Yeah, I like a lot all the Suzanne Dolan ones. Um, there's four of them here, like picture-wise, I can see, uh, that are quite similar. And they're all funny kind of characters. The, you have the woman who's the cat at the Supermax, and then you have the dog with, uh, I don't actually know what he's actually doing there. but <laughs> Jigsaw? Ah, oh, Jigsaw, yeah, yeah, I see that now. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's it looks like it's um, animals doing very mundane human things. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And it's a pack of fags on the table. And <laughs> I didn't see a pack away. of fags. Uh, right. It looks like he's a bit of hair or something as well. That's an ash tree and that's a lighter and that's a and pack that's of a fags. Box of grass, yeah. yeah, it's cool. What's that there? Just... I don't know, it's the box for the jigsaw. Oh, it could be the box of the jigsaw. Possibly. I, I... So there's a lot of detail going on here. There is, yeah. It really looks Oh, there's like a fag in the hand as in well. In the hand, yeah, yeah. And a ring. And a ring, yeah, and the fingernails. He looks like he talks to you. Yeah, he's one of his geezers, isn't he? Yeah, he is, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. 
What's this there? A jigsaw, clove drops, and Benson and Hedges is the title. Uh, yes, yeah. So, so where's the clove drops? Clove drops. Maybe they're down the pack, of, down the side of the sofa. <laughs> what do you think, Evelyn? Um, I like the the one over there. Let's go over <laughs> here. Let's go over here. The green one. Yeah. Tell me why. So this is called unfiled paperwork and a good Bordeaux. Yeah, I just really like the colours of it. I just think it's really cool and just you know it makes the dog look like kind of human, I guess, a bit. Like a man. But yeah, it's cool. Obviously, in reference to the wine. <laughs> so unfiled paperwork. Don't this tells me is happening here. Yeah, just yeah. chilling with the bottle of wine instead of doing work. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah, the, the, the paperwork's lying in the yeah. corner in a different room yeah. and uh, the, the bottle of wine's out. Yeah. It's, like, it's very deep. Um, what made me laugh was, well, the pink unicorn on the, on the toilet. They're all by the same artist, aren't they? Suzanne Dolan, yeah. Suzanne yeah. Dolan. I like this one as well, Jenny O'Connell. This is um, Your Place or Mine. Yeah. And it's, it's almost like... Um, a bunch of cutouts and stuck yeah, on yeah. together. It's very cleverly done. I, I wonder, did she, is it done like with uh, pieces of paper being stuck in, or is it like she's drawn on the glass from the inside and then there's. I'm guessing it's a piece of paper stuck in. Yeah. That's my guess, but. Yeah. Yeah. And then the detail of this the cats, you know, one sleeping in the poofy. Is that, yeah. is that what you call that? A poofy? What would you call that? A footstool? Like stool, yeah. yeah, I guess so. Yeah, See, yeah. I'm posh, so I call it poofy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if the, I, I could be completely wrong here, but it gives me a kind of a paper mache kind of feel. Yeah. Way, just with the, the cutout things. Oh, I've got a Ouija board as well. Oh, stuff, yeah. <laughs> wow. That's, that's quite different. It is, isn't that? Like, yeah. And then there's an there's a, um, Asian one over here. What's it called? Elizabeth's sister. Margarita Wargola. Wargola, yeah. It looks like a looks like a Korean lady. Yeah, I had a look at the description there. Is it like Japanese or Korean or so? Yeah. Yeah, it's quite cool. Yeah. With gold hair and gold torso. Yeah, kind of like um, it kind of like uh, blends in quite quite well to the skin. Uh. I'll kind of make it like one piece. Do you paint yourself? <laughs> no. Do you paint? No, no, no. Not well, anyway. What I do mean, you, what, oh, you do a wee bit? Well, I, I mean, I, uh, I can draw to some degree, like. Wow. Uh, but like, I mean, I, I never really pursued it, like. But I can, I can always appreciate a good piece of art, like you know. What do you do? Is it, do you have a? Are you a student or are you? Yeah, work? yeah. No, I'm a math student. Math student. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what, what area of math are you? Uh, financial maths and economics. Yeah. Wow. Or is your job, is your prospects to getting a job being diminished by chat GBT? Um, no, probably not, but uh, more so like investments, investment banking maybe, something like that. Wow. Yeah, that'd be cool. That sounds heavy. Yeah. <laughs> what would you, Evelyn, what do you do? Uh, I'm doing uh, medical science. So your ambition is to work in Boston Scientific? Uh, no, to be working in like hospital labs and stuff. Um, I'm still getting my head around this stuff. So Boston Scientific is a, obviously the engineering and yeah. you're more traditional hands-on. It's more just like in a hospital for my course. It's like the bloods and all that kind of infections and all. Just patient care really. Like leukemia and stuff? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Wow, heavy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so you're both scientists. It's good that you got the yeah. art going on as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you do you art as well? Um, not really. No, I used to when I was younger, but yeah, it's well, kind of stuff. You're still young. You can still do it. Yeah, exactly. What I find is, um, if you're doing maths, 
it's good to have an art outlet if you can find it because whenever your job is getting to you if you can bust open a pad or a piano lid and just go to town yeah. you sort of your, your worries melt away a bit exactly mm. yeah. well thanks for your time today yes. I really enjoyed our conversation <laughs> no worries good luck yeah. to you it's yeah, good This has been a Solid Hill Media original podcast and production. That's it. There's nothing left. Hmm. Okay. Well, something did happen. Tony Bennett, he died last week. Usually whenever somebody dies, I go into a bar and play a song that they're known for. And I learned a song last week. And I went to the bars and... I didn't get an opportunity to play the song that I had learnt. It was a little bit vexing, not much. But I had all this knowledge in my head and fingers and throat and I didn't know what to do with it, so I threw it into the computer and um, out came a song. So I'm going to stick it on the end of this podcast. So it won't be too annoying for everybody. You might like it, you might not. You can always turn it off. Okay, have a good time. Fly me to the moon Let me play among the stars let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars In other words, hold my hand In other words, baby kiss me Fill my heart with song and let me sing forevermore You are all I long for, all I worship and adore In other words, please be true In other words, I love you In other words